You're listening to the MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update Podcast. It's 6.30. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to the SAFM Market Update with MoneyWeb. I'm your host, Jimmy Moyaha, and we're taking a look at the latest developments from the ratings agency, Fitch. They've announced that they're not uh, too confident in the budget speech that was delivered by Finance Minister Enoch Godongwana last week. They flagged some concerns, and these concerns are shared by uh, Ford Asset Management. And I'm joined on the line by Linda Eads, Investment Executive at Food Asset Management to take a look at this. Uh, good evening, Linda. Thanks so much for taking the time. Uh, let's start with uh, the areas of concern that Fitch flagged in their statement. We know they gave us a, a ratings a review in January and they held the outlook at stable, um, but there were some concerns there. And following the speech that was delivered last week, they came out once again uh, yesterday, I believe, with some uh, revision of those concerns. Good evening, Jimmy, and thanks for having me. Yes, absolutely, they did. And as you say, we do share some of those concerns. So they first of all affirmed their credit rating of double B minus. So we still remain in junk status. And they said that they regard the budget as being a bit too optimistic in various regards. So the first was in terms of projections for revenue. Uh, They think that the shortfall between what the government earns and what it spends could actually be greater than what the budget projected. And then second of all, they're worried that the budget didn't make any further provision for more SOE bailouts. Uh, So, of course, we saw uh, Transnet being given a government guarantee of $47 in December, but they actually think that this could uh, increase, and they're actually projecting that uh, Transnet will require another $50 billion in the next two years. And then the last point that they made, which we also share, is that using the unrealized gains in the gold and forex contingency reserve account did bring down the amount that they need to borrow, but it basically just kicks the can down the road. It doesn't actually solve the underlying issues which are driving Fitch's credit rating. So those are the things that they actually outlined as being a little bit worrisome. So a sensible budget, but is it very realistic? I I think let's dig into some of the the SOE concerns there. Right? Let's start with with that. Obviously, the revenue side of it and the optimism around the revenues is is. Not, not much we can look at uh, until we start to see revenue collections from SARS. And I remember catching up with uh, Edward Kisveta of SARS around that, and he said that they will continue to work hard to con- to collect as much as they can, uh, but it's difficult for them to commit to a number. Um, but I want to look at the SOE side of it uh, before we get into uh, the GFECRA account. Uh, the SOEs, obviously, the main concerns there are Transnet, but also ESCOM. I think if I had a, if I remember correctly, just before the budget speech or leading up to the budget speech, the ESCOM diesel budget that was expected for the whole year was almost completely maxed out. And I think we still had three or four, three or four months left for the fi- financial year. So that obviously means that ESCOM is spending more than what they've budgeted for and someone has to pick up that shortfall. Is this something that you're also flagging from your perspective to say that SOEs were completely ignored and... ESCOM and the likes of the Post Bank are in dire need of assistance and somewhere down the line it's going to come back to bite us. Yes, well, Jimmy, as we know, the main reason why South Africa's uh, economic growth has been constrained has been uh, problems with regards to energy supply and obviously the deterioration in our infrastructure. Obviously, there, of course, we're including the rails, railways and the ports. And, of course, these problems do need to be fixed. 
but unfortunately, just providing SRE bailouts, and this has been the case with Eskom, doesn't seem to have been fixing the underlying problem. So those are the things that actually Fitch would look at in terms of South Africa's potential. And why that matters is because they sort of set a gauge as to what the world regards uh, South Africa as in terms of riskiness to both lend government uh, money to, and then also, of course, in terms of the, uh, the, uh, the return that investors require in terms of investing in South Africa. So, yes, absolutely, we think that it's not really realistic to not have made provisions for this, although, of course, uh, we need to obviously see that spend being implemented effectively, and that's obviously something that the SREs don't have a very good track record with. Uh, but... You know, we, we need to see economic reform. So we need those infrastructure issues solved. Those problems actually need to be solved. I mean, South Africa's uh, growth rate has been less than 1% on average since 2012. And our population is actually growing faster than that. So on a per-person basis, we're actually getting poorer. And then the other thing that Fitch looks at in terms of all of this, uh, where they're sort of saying Transnet, you know, the government may need to take over another 50 billion of Transnet, 150 billion in debt. Why that matters is because government debt levels are already incredibly high. Um, you know, sort of they are sitting over 5 trillion and seem to be escalating. And obviously in an election year, um, the spending is difficult to rein in. And of course, the interest rates that we're paying on that government debt are really eating into our budgets. So 21 cents of every rand that the government collects in revenue and taxes and the likes is actually just spent on paying the interest in our government debt. And the likes of Fitch will actually give an indication to the world as to how high that interest rate needs to be in order to compensate those who actually lend to the South African government for the risk that they are taking. And unfortunately, it just seems that the South African government has become an increasingly risky proposition over time. So that really needs to be reined in. Government debt levels do need to be brought down. And importantly, the world needs to see us as a less risky country to lend money to so that those interest levels go down and we can spend on other more important areas, obviously, of the economy in order to encourage economic reform. If we're trying to be a less risky country to the outside world for uh, foreign direct investment, is tapping into the gold and foreign exchange contingency reserve account a good idea? I know com- other countries do it all the time, and it's not an uncommon uh, exercise from a government to uh, embark on this, but is it smart for us uh, to use that to tackle our debt or is there an alternative that we should have explored, uh, perhaps trimming down the public sector wage bill or dealing with our underlying fiscal problems? Is there something else we could have done as opposed to di- di- dipping into this account? Yes, Jimmy, absolutely. I mean, I think all of the things that you've mentioned are issues for us. The public sector wage bill continues to be bloated. Uh, of course, we've seen above inflation increases over the years. And that is unsustainable. Uh, but I think it probably wasn't realistic to see that being brought back considerably in an election year. It is a short-term fix. I think had they not done that, the markets would have reacted quite negatively. But as I say, it's really just a short-term solution. It doesn't actually solve the underlying problem, which is actually uh, creating an environment which actually um, is able to grow. Our economy needs to grow uh, sustainably in order to actually uh, be able to service our debt and bring down our debt. And one of the things that, um, you know, as, as investment managers, we look at is the debt to GDP ratio. So the total amount of government debt um, relative to the 
economic output of the entire country. So all the goods and services that South Africa produces in the form of its GDP. Now that's gone from around 30% sort of more than a decade ago to over 75% um, or over 70% and projected to go to around 75%. Now that has been brought down slightly by using some of those unrealized in realized gains, which is an important thing. But um, Fitch and ourselves at Ford Asset Management, we think that that debt to GDP ratio is going to start increasing again, and it's probably going to be worse than what the budget is expecting. We actually think that it might be over 80%. And then you're getting into really, uh, really uh, tricky circumstances in terms of actually having enough goods and services produced by your economy to sustainably service the amount of debt that it needs. So those are the sort of key metrics that we'll be looking at going forward. Linda, the... National Treasury in the budget speech outlined a growth forecast of 1.6% for the medium term, so over the next three years or so, averaging at 1.6%. Um, first of all, is that a realistic uh, number by your estimates and by your expectations? And secondly, what is a realistic number if that isn't? Yes, again, we think that that might be a little bit overly optimistic. Um, obviously, a lot of that also depends on, on the global economy, but it's probably likely to be closer to 1%. And again, we think that the, the assumptions made may be a little bit more optimistic um, than is likely to be the case. In particular, of course, we just need these major problems solved. And uh, unfortunately, uh, the SREs and, and government in terms of actual execution have not demonstrated the ability to do that very rapidly. Uh, but let's hope that we'll be surprised on the upside rather than the downside in that respect. We always hope we're pleasantly surprised, but we are also alive to the fact that we deal with a lot of challenges. Uh, Linda, before I let you go, I want to look at uh, some rumblings that we've been hearing around the central bank potentially wanting to explore, uh, and this has been an ongoing conversation for many, many years now, explore the uh, opportunity or the prospect of revising down the inflation targeting ban from 3 to 6% to 2 to 4%. And obviously, with the current economic conditions, that's going to prove to be very difficult to do, leaving interest rates higher for longer. Is this something that you think should be done? Um, Or do you think we should be focusing on economic growth, stimulating the economy, creating jobs, and then we can deal with this later? Well, again, you know, one of the things that we look at is what is the likelihood uh, that the government is able to actually bring inflation down to those levels. And we have obviously seen inflation drifting a little bit lower over time. More recently, it has had a little bit of an uptick. A lot of the inflation is obviously imported into our economy. Um, Unfortunately, one of the things we don't have is economic growth that actually creates inflation. So uh, in contrast to the likes of the U.S., where some of that inflation in the core side has actually been because the economy has been more resilient than expected, um, you can't really uh, sustainably uh, see inflation drifting down unless you actually solve many of the issues which obviously face us. Um, so in terms of bringing it down to a lower level, uh, again, you know, we would like to see inflation remaining within the current band. Um, some of that is outside of the control, obviously, uh, of, the, of the monetary authority. So that is something we also sort of will see in terms of how that, uh, how that actually plays out.
Well, we'll keep an eye on it to see how everything plays out. Hopefully, we have more positive conversations around these and other uh, topics as we go forward. And hopefully, we do see the fiscal reform that we so desperately need uh, to reassure international investors, but also to grow our own economy. Thanks so much, Linda. Uh, We'll leave it at that. That's Linda Eads, who is Investment Executive at Food Asset Management, joining me to take a look at the latest developments or uh, announcements, rather, from Fitch, uh, expressing concerns over the budget speech uh, expectations that were delivered last week. You've been listening to another MoneyWeb SAFM market update podcast uploaded weekdays at 7 p.m. For more MoneyWeb podcasts, go to moneyweb.co.za or the app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates.